I'm hoping to inspire the uh, a, the writer, the New York Times bestselling author, to be precise, that we're lucky enough to check in with every Thursday to make his next book about James Madison. He's written about George Washington, written about Abraham Lincoln, written about uh, Frederick Douglass, written about Andrew Jackson. But Brian Kilmeade still no James Madison book. I did not imagine that being the first question. You know, I try to anticipate where you're going to go. I did not think you were going to start with our uh, with the former president. But uh, I, I did say, you know, we do have the War of 1812 and the Battle of New Orleans. Guess who's president? That's true. That's true. That's fair. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Uh, Brian, obviously there's uh, so many things in the news, but the big news uh, from last night is this uh, appellate court decision on the abortion medication. Where do you see this whole situation reverberating from here, Brian? I don't know. It's going to go work the way through the courts. Um, I think it's an unnecessary fight in Texas, taken uh, countered by Washington. And I, I see that I have not seen any reports that said the FDA said it was dangerous. And I think it's more a moral question. And politically, it is not good for Republicans. It's, you know, for pro-lifers, that's one thing. But for politics, and many people think it shouldn't get down to that. It's a disastrous issue for Republicans. I don't know if Laura agrees. Brian, yeah, I was just going to say I do agree. Most people are somewhere on the pro-choice spectrum. They might not want to talk about it. But, uh, you know, most people live in the real world and understand that, you know, life isn't always as we want it to be. So uh, I have a question for you about, you know, Tim Scott is a, ex- doing this exploratory committee. He's, he seems like he's a strong candidate. It seems to me like they're, the Republicans have a pretty deep bench if Trump somehow doesn't <laughs> succeed, which I don't know. I don't know. He's looking pretty strong to me. How do, does a Republican like Tim Scott or Nikki Haley or even Ron DeSantis, who has not announced yet, how do they break through the media clutter to get their message out? It's going to be interesting because, uh, I mean, by the time the debates come up on Fox in August, that's when everybody's message will be equal for those moments in the lead up to August. And I think, unlike last time, you have a lot of people that are running but don't really disagree that much. I mean, if you listen to Nikki Haley, 85% of what she talks about, she agrees with Trump. Tim Scott will not say anything negative about Trump. I haven't heard him say one word negative. At one point, he has to. You know, Jeb Bush was so different from Trump. Uh, Marco Rubio was different from Chris Christie. They all had different track records. They're going to separate on drama, drama and youth, drama and youth and uh, complications. Listen, the guy's got three court cases coming up. It's going to be a huge distraction. Uh, You know, he doesn't show the discipline. We appreciate working for him. We appreciate what he did, but his time has passed. That's going to have to be the message. And I don't know if it's going to be good enough, uh, but I also don't know the unscripted nature of the indictment uh, that's probably coming in Georgia. The indictment is probably coming to Mar-a-Lago. Brian, uh, the document leak that has gotten so much attention from uh, both journalists and the public about this uh, Russia-Ukraine war and the United States what about role. the detail? Well, yeah, no doubt about it, right? I mean, uh, we now know exactly uh, what when Zelensky's going to the bathroom and, and where the, what the South Koreans are doing at any given time. And the South Koreans are st- certainly pretty ticked off that uh, our spying on them has been exposed. Give me your take on uh, who was the likely source of this leak, Brian, and what, if any, national security implications do you think there are? 
I don't know if you had a chance to see it. It's about a five-page story in the Washington Post. They interviewed somebody that was on that, uh, on that website with him, and it turns out it's a guy. It turns out he has access to all these papers. Uh, it turns out he's been doing it for months. He uh, evidently is, uh, it, it likes to shoot, loves guns, uh, is an American. He still has access to this stuff. Uh, and what happened is it's happened in January and February, and then people started taking it off the site and said, I can't believe how great and accurate this intelligence is, and started taking it to places like 4chan. It ends up on Telegram, and now it's an international scandal and story. I am so disappointed in our country that we wouldn't be able to get on top of this, disappointed in our intelligence that any one person would have access to this. It turns out they have this guy talking on camera with his name obscured, with his mom had to give him permission. He was under 18 on this gaming site, Discord. And it turns out the, the leaker has U.S. documents. Um, it's got about, originally it was a, a group chat of 24 guys on there. And then he started just talking, taking the leadership role and said, let me just tell you what's really going on in these wars. Let me tell you what's really going on with intelligence. And he started putting all this stuff out, little things like the Russians had a way to hack our smart bombs, make them dumb bombs. In Egypt, we know that Egypt was going to covertly sell weapons to Russia. They talk about Russia's unrest. The depth of their unrest and fighting within their government is much greater than anyone thought, but our government evidently knew it. And uh, there's a new batch now containing about 27 pages of different spy material. Well, so this is worse than Snowden, it looks like, and continuing. But what's so amazing to me is that the U.S. didn't notice leaked documents circulating on social media. I mean, these are pretty Until glaring. last week. Right. I mean, that's, I, I, to say it's alarming, I think, is a pretty big understatement. It's unbelievable. I mean, you can't get your head around it. And where's our president? He's going on a family picnic in Ireland looking at the history of his family, which is fine. Retire if you want to do that. We have China warning us to stop the exercises in the Philippines. The worst document leak that is uh, what is causing distrust and anger amongst our allies. Do you know in a seven-hour trip? He didn't pick up the phone to talk to any leader to explain himself. Like Benjamin Netanyahu, it turns out a report shows that the Mossad is actually supporting the protesters in Israel against their government. So what's going on there? I mean, that's a huge story. Do you think that a phone call to Netanyahu might be necessary? Uh, of course it is. Uh, a way to settle things down in China? He's not. We have a zombie president. He's nobody is doing the job. The vice president's talking about um, uh, would be racial incidents that happened in Nashville. Gun gun violence is the issue, but what's going on there with the expulsion of two is now made to be a national story. When we have crises sparking everywhere, instead, of, if you want to debate guns, let's go do it. You want to talk about uh, how racist Nashville is? You're not going to sell me on it. So, Brian, you mentioned China, and I was curious to know what you think about French President Macron uh, having a wonderful visit, tea, conversation, doing a little bit of the Chinese talking points with President Xi. What do you make of that? I found it very odd. I can't read what he's doing there. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, you know, you, you got to see what's happening internationally. The the blowback has been huge inside France, inside Germany. Poland came out with statements saying, listen, America's got our national security. That's who I trust. Yeah. Uh, Germany, where you say things matter. While he says, I don't want to get involved between the U.S. and Taiwan, 
then the intensity of the war games over Taiwan uh, right. picks, uh, gets ratcheted up. And what does and that that's mean for who Ukraine? You call. Everything. Yeah. I mean, Lord, but they're not doing enough for in Ukraine. It is their back backyard. We're working. We're spending. We're depleting. Uh, we're, they're fighting. And he's over there talking about China and brings 70 businessmen with him to uh, to reinforce different business opportunities in France who doesn't want to work. Mm. He's the president. Our president's got to be on the phone saying, what are you doing? Yeah. You just embarrass me. You, uh, uh, this is not the way an ally acts. Instead, you have a guy in a seven-hour journey looking at his family tree. Yeah. Uh, so the, his likely opponent in the general election 2024, uh, he had a big interview on your network this weekend. Donald Trump, uh, or this week, uh, in primetime with Tucker Carlson, talked about the investigation, says he's running even if he's convicted, and uh, talked about uh, you know Biden's handling of the Afghanistan situation, a bunch of other things. What did you make of Trump's messaging in the interview with Tucker? How do you think that's going to serve him in the coming months as the primaries start to heat up, Brian? I'm, I'm mostly positive. I mean, you have him talking about the, the world stage and how President Biden has reversed almost everything he did from the Abraham Accords to what's happening uh, in the Ukraine to the way he left Afghanistan, blaming the former president. I don't even think people in his own party believe anything in these reports. So the president, I think, was able to look at what Joe Biden's doing and just say, this is what I was doing and this is what I will do. And he has more credibility than he had in 2016 because he's done it. Uh, the one comment that's getting some blowback among Republicans is saying Gavin Newsom was nice to me, so I like him. <laughs> Gavin Newsom's the worst governor in the country. Uh, he he just he's a show horse. He doesn't do anything except run the state into the ground. And there's more people leaving that state than any in the union, even though it's one of the most picturesque and opportunistic places you could ever be. But they're taxing people, allowing the homeless to flourish, crime to run rampant, the border to be wide open. People are just leaving. So people are giving him some blowback on that. But for the most part, his numbers continue to rise. I don't think people look at this New York case as serious, although I'm sure you guys saw the poll that showed independents do take it more serious than I thought, Mm. which would be key. But uh, DeSantis, Pompeo, Mike Pence, they better get in soon because uh, this is a runaway train if you're a Republican unless they can get in front of it. And they got to at least try. Tim Scott, no more exploratory. You don't need the exploratory. Jump in. You yeah. need to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that, that Trump is getting the blowback by saying that he likes somebody. <laughs> <laughs> in some quarters, yeah. And I'm not sure how many he was friends nice to him. Because he was nice to him, right. Uh, among uh, Newsom supporters. But, but Trump is, always does that. He's always saying this guy, you know, he likes Putin. He was, we had a meeting right. of the mind. Kim Jong-un, you know, uh, right. President yeah, so Xi, you and, name and, it. And, and he was saying that all these guys, you know, President Xi, Kim Jong-un, Putin, that they're smart. Now, was he saying... That I, they're smart and I like them and I want to hang out with them. I, to me, it was more like, let's be careful because these guys are really right, smart right. and they're incredibly powerful. And I think that might have been misinterpreted. I don't know if he was well, you're 100% right. And here, yeah. here's why. I saw, I saw Andrea Mitchell say, I can't believe this president loves uh, autocrats. And he's saying how smart he is and brilliant president she is. And I mean, you could say great leaders in the past. Uh, who are evil, are also intelligent. Right. One thing has nothing to do with the other. What what are they going to use their guile? What are they going to use their experience? Uh, Their intentions are what you'd be wary, but you should be able to judge your opponent. And that's what he's doing. But, you know, Trump doesn't have any subtlety. 
Yeah. He doesn't start off by saying, like, let me first off tell you, the genocide that the President Xi is presiding over is despicable and disgusting. But for you to underestimate his intellect right. and ability to plot and plan uh, would be a big mistake. That's the way normal people say it. But instead, Trump says, yeah, like that North Korean leader, love Vladimir Putin. And he's a you know, smart guy. President Xi is a smart, strong guy. He doesn't have the other part where, you know, uh, so Kim therefore, Jong, don't uh, underestimate them because they're crazy geniuses. That, that's the way you yeah. say it, like the way like you Dr. would say. Like Dr. Evil, it. yeah. Yeah. Brian, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the uh, Talkers Convention and the panel you're on. I think I'm on the panel right right after you, but it's always a good conversation listening to you talk with Harry Hurley and uh, John Caracciola. What uh, what can people look forward to this morning on television and uh, and later this morning on radio? What do you got going on? Uh, we got a lot. Uh, I mean, first off, I'm going to be unloading uh, the Washington Post and New York Times has more than uh, our, our FBI and cyber team in finding out who this big hacker mm. is. Uh, the president's disastrous trip over with Hunter Biden in Ireland, where he decides to tell a bunch of kids about Jesse Helms when they ask him about what the key to success is. Unbelievable. <laughs> Didn't even know what state Jesse Helms was from. Why you bring up Jesse Helms to Irish children? That's going to be an interesting... Uh, <laughs> to any children. Uh, of, uh, yeah, to any children. Uh, going to talk about the ongoing... Uh, going to talk about the ongoing investigation uh, with the president. And also, uh, on a side note, Elon Musk took apart this BBC reporter. Also opened up about how painful this transition has been with Twitter. Um, uh, amongst our guests on radio, uh, Ben Dominich, Dave Rubin. Uh, John Levine, he's following the Hunter Biden story, which is now expanding big time. 80 visits for Hunter Biden's business associates when Joe Biden was vice president. And John Levine also uh, is able to find out, too, uh, about this one Mike McCormick, who is a stenographer uh, with Joe Biden when he went over to Ukraine and watched uh, watch what he did and sell American interests for his own personal profit. That's a Obama hired stenographer who's trying to tell the FBI his story, and the FBI doesn't want to hear it. So well, those are just some of the things we'll talk about. All right. About. Uh, busy day for you, Brian. They're all busy, it seems. All right, Brian, thanks as always. I look forward to seeing you, um, you know, hopefully before June 2nd, but thanks again. All right, go get him. Thank you. Uh, Brian Bye, Kilmeade, Brian. Uh, see him on Fox and Friends, and then listen to him on his nationally syndicated radio program a little bit later this afternoon. And then obviously he's on Fox News Channel this afternoon with One Nation. I'm actually going to be on Fox and Friends this morning. Are you? At 740. Oh, yeah. that, see, no wonder you're, you're yeah, dressed so nicely. Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, we're talking about the Tim Scott stuff and something else that I can't remember, but I will. All right. But I'll I, will, uh, I, will, up. I will stay awake yeah. to make sure <laughs> that I listen. <laughs> Believe me. No, I feel like I owe it to you. I feel like we're, we're a team. All right. Um, see, Laura. Our current on Fox and Friends this morning as well. It's quite an action-packed show. All right, uh, 800-848-9222. 15 seconds of fame. Give you an opportunity to comment whatever you like for 15 seconds. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.